when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if of course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. I hope you're having a great morning or evening or afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this episode. So we have a special guest on this episode and it's kind of funny because I've mentioned this individual several times over the course of the last few months, I think. So I keep talking about this person. And the good news is that I'm actually bringing this person on to talk with us about movable images and mock-ups. So if you're thinking along the lines of Kelly Harville, you are correct. I wanted to share a little bit more about something that she specializes in with her with her mock-ups and those are movable pieces. So we're going to be learning 
a little bit about those, some differences between them, some do's and don'ts for using movable pieces and mock-ups, and also just kind of some more mock-up tips. Just because mock-ups are super popular right now, even more so than in the last year, I feel like. So I thought we can bring her on to for her to share her expertise. If you don't know who Kelly Harville is, she is the owner of Speaking of Images. She's got a TPT store where she sells mock-ups for TPT sellers. She also has a membership of a essentially a content library of images for pretty much anything you need for your business. They're all professionally designed and edited, so you can just drop your product in and voila, you have your mock-up or your photo or stock image that you need. So let's go ahead and dive into that interview. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten, a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. All right, we've got a special guest on the podcast today. Kelly Harville's with us, and she's going to be talking to us about mock-ups and movable pieces. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. All right. Well, my favorite question, or one of my favorite questions, is just telling us about yourself, about your what you do, your teaching experience, and um, just your journey as a teacherpreneur or teacher seller. Okay. Well, I'm a speech language pathologist. And so I, and for all of my school career, and I've been in schools for 25 years by now, um, have been with pretty much preschool age, kindergarten, early elementary. And um, I did not really know about TPT until about 2018. I'm a photographer and I was doing a photo shoot for a teacher from my school because she had a new baby. And when teachers at my school have babies, I give them a gift card for a photo shoot. And so I was working with Emily, whose uh, store is called um, Emily Education. And she started talking about her TPT business that she was working on during her maternity leave. And so while I was shooting, I was asking her all about it. And she started telling me about it. And by the end of the shoot, she was going to be training me on how to do it. (laughs) And um, so I do primarily photo, actually 100% photo-based products. When I first started as a teacherpreneur, I created resources for speech pathologists and then branched out into the world of creating mock-ups. And um, I was at a retreat for TPT sellers. And so I got, again, doing branding photos for them. And as I got to really talk to them over the weekend, they really shared what their that, that a lot of them had products they had created and they were sitting on their hard drive because they're like, now I have to do the cover and now I have to do the thumbnails and now I have to do the previews. And I'm like, that's the part I like doing. You know, I'm not good at PowerPoint. So that part I wasn't good at doing. But while I started talking to them, I'm like, well, what if I could shoot this for you? And you decided to drop in your product. And they were like, oh yes, please. So that's how that came to be. And that's 
how I've grown since then. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, I remember because there was like maybe a few years ago, there really wasn't a lot of mock-ups. I didn't even, I was like, I remember specifically, I'm like, what is that thing that people use with all of the different images around and you put your picture in? I, it took me forever to figure out what it was called. And your store was one of the first stores that I came across as far as um, mock-up images. So yeah, there weren't a lot doing it back in 2018. And that's interesting you should say that because I was doing all of the searches of what else would I call this? Yeah. Because in the product development world, that's what they were called. But I'm like in the teacherpreneur world, people didn't really know that. So it was like, do I call it a styled image? Do I call it this? And so I'm glad to know that the wording is now more familiar. Yes. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. It makes it a lot easier to find great things. Exactly. So I um, know you do primarily mock-ups and I know movable pieces are also something that people are kind of utilizing in their covers and their thumbnails and previews. So if you could let the listeners know, um, like, what is the difference between what you might have as a traditional mock-up versus a movable piece? Sure. So I consider, like, when I try to describe to people what a mock-up is, I consider it kind of like a picture frame. Like, we, I provide the frame for you. And so if you had your family photos done, right, you're not going to just take the photo that you print and just tack it on the wall with a thumbtack. You want to have a nice frame. You want to have lighting around it so that it looks nice over the fireplace or wherever it might be. And so that's kind of what a mock-up does. We provide the frame, but the accent and the attention is on your product. And so, for example, if you sell task cards and a lot of people use those photo boxes, to store the task card. So it's a very common uh, or, or familiar thing for teachers to see. And they're like, oh yeah, I have those in my classroom. So maybe you do those. and the, But when the kids take those little cards out of those boxes, they're using them with mini erasers or they're using them with um, the bingo daubers or something like that. So the movable pieces act as those pieces to be able to show. Let me see what it looks like with those little mini erasers on it. So it kind of up levels the visual interest of your image and gives the buyer or the teacher a quick reference as to, oh yeah, I use those in my classroom. That's how I would use them without having to really think too far ahead. So it just kind of makes it a little bit more unique and really can show what your product, um, how it's used in the classroom and not just what it looks like. Yeah, I love that idea as far as, because you you might have somebody get the same image from you. So you might have a hundred different people with the same image and maybe the only difference would be the screenshot, but I love how you can add the movable pieces in addition to the mock-up to kind of give it your own unique flair and to give a more realistic picture of what the teachers can do with your, your actual resource. So I love that that is available. So yeah, that's awesome. All right. So kind of segueing into, you know, enhancing the actual resource that you have, how can both of those things, both mock-ups and movable pieces, how can they enhance your listings? So as you have your little square product cover images and thumbnails, and you're trying to get people to click and buy your resource, how can that enhance your listings? Well, for me, it's how comfortable, like, you know, the, the, in our marketplace, on any marketplace these days, you have about three seconds of someone doing the scroll, right? For them to see something and either relate to it or not. And part of that is in the quality of the image or all of that is in the quality of the image. Because if the image is edited dark 
or it's hard to kind of see, there's just too many other options to find one that you can see. So for one thing, I think that when you're using a, a mock-up image that has been shot with a professional camera, styled, lit, you don't have to worry about that because it's already um, put together and the quality of the image is going to be high. And then if you buy sets or work with sets when you're making your cover and then your thumbnails and then your previews, you get some consistency throughout that um, product, which provides a professional cohesive look for your brand. Um, and so to me, that's kind of an important thing. And it's so you don't want your, your cover to look, you know, really professional. And then all of a sudden you go to the thumbnails and the shots are really hard to see again because your product can be fantastic. But if someone isn't going to take the time to get to actually look at it, you're not going to sell it. And so it can enhance your um, page views. And that's the first step of the whole process. You're not going to have a conversion to a sale if no one stops and looks at your at your actual product. Right. So to me, that's kind of how when you're thinking about it. And there are people that are fantastic at product photography. So don't get me wrong. It's just, where is your zone of genius? If you're really good at creating products, but what's holding you back from putting them in your store is that you don't want to do the photography part, then don't do the photography part. You have lots of options to get past that um, block so you can get the darn thing in your store and start selling it. Yeah, I love that idea of like, a customer or potential customer can either relate to it or not. They can relate to the image or not. And it's really in how you showcase it. I mean, there's too many times where as a teacher myself, buying resources on Teachers Pay Teachers, I like some, I wouldn't even give some resources the light of day just because it, I, I can't, it's not something that I would buy. I mean, maybe it's perfect for my classroom. It's yeah. perfect for my students, but it's just the way it is showcased, the way it looks is just, it doesn't appeal to me. So, and yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, you know, with the zone of genius, not everybody are, not everybody is a product photographer. And as much, you know, as much as we preach, yes, product photography is great. You, you know, you should add it in your covers and thumbnails. We may not all have the capability to edit it the way in a way that appeals to potential customers. So I think, I feel like mock-ups are perfect for people who just really either don't have the time to or just don't have the patience to want to pho photograph or just don't have the resource it's it's still something that's useful for um tpt sellers who could at least in a way to enhance their listing so exactly i'll tell you this last weekend i had a friend visiting me from chicago and i'm in the seattle area and she's an antiquer. So we went to this little town that has all these antique stores. And I get super intimidated in these stores because it's not my thing. <laughs> but we went into this one that was like a warehouse. So there were lots of different sellers who had their little 10 by 10 foot store, right? Or, you know, little area that you could go into. And I stood back for a while and kind of just watched down the hallway of what people were just kind of glancing in and walking by and which little stores they were going into. And then I walked down the hall to look and it was the merchandising, like there was space. It was set up in an inviting way so that you could see stuff. And then you'd go into the next little section and it would be just every, it was like you're in grandma's attic. There was so <laughs> much stuff, right? And it was tight and you had to dig through stuff and no one was going in there. Yeah. And so when I was watching, I'm like, this is very similar to what we do, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, you're you're going to go into the place that you can breathe and you can look at the image and say, okay, I know what this is. Or in yeah. that 
face. So yeah, it was kind of fun to watch my friend who was like looking at all the jewelry and stuff said, what are you doing? Because I'm just standing <laughs> watching people. And then I'm like, like I'm observing because I'm not buying anything here because I'm yeah. Too- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that analogy. That's a really great real life example of how that could even be applied to for our our exactly. Niche. That's kind of what I was thinking when I was there. I was like, wow, it really makes a difference of mm-hmm. you know what you're looking at when you're gonna go buy something. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned like I'm thinking back on that that little area that had just stuff cluttered everywhere. Nobody mm-hmm. was going in it. So that's a good kind of um, branching into the next question I have for you about what are some do's and don'ts for um, using mock-ups and using movable pieces so that you're not, you're not scaring people away with all, all the, all the (laughs) clutter all over your, all the things on your cover. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, Whenever I I always want to start with what your product is, like that is what you're selling and that should be the attention grabber on any of your images. And when it starts to get too cluttered, where there's crayons and there's pencils and there's paper clips, and let's throw in some, you know, pin, because you just think, oh, we should have all these different things to bring color, that all of those things are drawing the eye away from what you're there to sell. And so when, when I get asked about styling an image, I mean, mine are very, I have a style that's very, there's a lot of open space. That's on purpose so that you can add text and things like that too. But it also is just, I like that breathing space in an image. Um, But think about how, again, I keep going back to the same thing. How is this product used in a classroom? So if you have a, you know, I've never understood the images that are of a laptop and then there are scissors on there and there, and I'm like, you're not using scissors with a tech device, right? So just kind of think about it. And that kind of will help you declutter also, but just to have a couple of accent pieces for visual interest, but you don't want the eye to be drawn all of a sudden to all of those things and taken away from your product. And then one other thing is I had somebody ask me this the other day because they, they put a sample image up to get critiqued. And if you put anything with text, the eye automatically goes to the words. So it's great if your product has text on it, right? Because that's what we want is our eye to go to that. But if you're if your uh, knickknacks or your props around it also have text, your eyes are going are going to read those things because that's just what we do. So that can be distracting. So be careful if you have stuff that you have a lot of text on around your image because it'll distract away. Okay, those are some good tips on that. So making sure that you're um, keeping as much space as possible. Draw your attention to the resource that you're trying to sell is one of the main things. So, yeah. So you basically you're saying just using the mock-ups and movable pieces to complement the resource, not in like you're not trying to have it all compete with the actual resource, if that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. And and I know like, you know, there are a lot, there's a lot of talk in branding and you're a very good an excellent expert at branding. So you're a great person to talk about this with. But, you know, when, when we talk about, you know, wanting to add our brand colors in, that doesn't mean that you have to add in 15 turquoise movable pieces right. to do that. You know, you, you can, can all brand it. Branding right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does Where not it mean starts, that. You know, you start, you don't want to be known for turquoise and pink versus what your actual product is. You want them to know it's you, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Totally agree. All right. Well, how can 
move. Okay. So let's say you have some um, mock-up photos, you have some movable pieces and you like using them on your covers and thumbnails and previews and your listings on TPT. How can they be used outside of TPT as far as, um, you know, just, are there any other ways you can use those resources? Absolutely. Um, I, uh, I mean, especially like if you're doing blogging or if you're doing email marketing or if you're doing pins for Pinterest, um, Instagram, any of those places. But I've had people tell me that when they're trying to think of what they should blog about, they kind of go through, I have a membership, so they go through the image gallery and they're like, oh, look, here's a picture of a kid playing with that magnet wand and those little discs. I can write a whole blog post on resources that I use the magnet, you know, and there's the image versus writing the blog post and then having to find images that go with it. So it's kind of reverse engineering how a lot of people will write a blog post or an email. Mm -hmm. and so it kind of can give you ideas starting with the image for using them in those ways, you know, five different ways. I use these magnet discs and there's your picture right there. Yeah. Um, and I've done them. I use them in my email marketing. And so like right now I have in the, in the membership, which we can talk about later, but there's, I don't know, 5,000 movable pieces. There's a lot. And that's kind of where they all are. So um, when this airs, I will have some that I've posted in my store that are, um, I'm going to start with holiday related and they're unusual because my prop collection is embarrassing. It like borders <laughs> on the border. Um, but it, it, so I try to choose things that, that you can't find anywhere else, um, mm -hmm. that, that you could use, but yeah, you can use them for a lot of different reasons. And that's the smartest thing to be able to do is to repurpose those images. So you're not starting mm -hmm. from scratch for all the things. Yeah. I like that idea of reverse engineering. Like, because I do love, I'm in your membership. So I really love how you can just easily search keywords. So let's say you're doing a, you know, summer blog post or something, you can type in summer and get some ideas for eventually what you can add into your images alongside of your resource or something like that. So like five different summer activities you can do with your, I don't know, summer school yeah. students. Exactly. exactly. So something like that. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. That's a that's a really cool block. idea. Yeah. We all get writer's block, right? We all sit right. there and go, okay, I've done my pillars, I've done all the things, and now you know I'm supposed to send an email every week. What am I going to write about? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it it just gives you a little hint. Be like, oh, okay, now I don't have to search for the image because I've done it the other way around. <laughs> uh huh. Yes. So speaking of, um, you mentioned your membership, but. Um, I guess, can you go into a little bit more about your membership and how it is a great resource, uh, in my opinion, I think oh, I appreciate it's a that. great resource for TPT sellers on mockups and movable images? Sure. Um, so I have a membership called the Image Maker Membership because that's the purpose is to make images. And it's really, I call it a membership. Some people say, you know, it's more of a subscription because it is a, re a recurring, but it's really just a huge library of images. Mm -hmm. And like Kirsten said, I tag things 20 different ways so that you're look when you're looking for things, you can just search for whatever you're looking for based on the topic or the grade level or whatever. Um, I also have images of um, students, of I hire student and pay for student models, and their parents sign a uh, commercial model release. And all of this is based on what people are asking me for. So I come up with an idea sometimes, but 99% of the images that are in that gallery are teacher-driven. And so there's a place where they just give me suggestions. 
And so for the models, some of those are movable pieces too. So like, for example, um, I had a kindergarten or a, a elementary teacher say that they do a write the room type of activity. And they're like, I don't know how to show that, you know? And so I said to her, you know, tell me what you do. We don't do this in speech therapy, right? Mm-hmm. So she said, you know, the kids walk around with a little clipboard and they're looking for cards on the walls and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So when I hired my models for that next shoot, I shot some from the back where they're pointing at the wall and then they're a movable piece. So you can oh. put your cards on the wall and then here's little Joey who's actually like walking the room and, and, and finding them. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of, I, I love the fact that I get the ideas from, you know, early, early childhood, like birth to three all the way through secondary. And when they'll ask for something, I'm always like, can you be more specific? Like I had a high school teacher ask for a, a right through and she wanted a picture of a, of a kid in tennis shoes walking just their feet. And I'm like, okay, I need some backstory here. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Once she explained what it was, then I was on the floor for that next photo shoot, shooting the kid walking back and forth, just his feet in his, you know, um, wow. yeah. but the blog post turned out really fun because she had a vision and could explain to me what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that, um, you know, I've had lots of people ask me to create a course and I just don't have the time to do a course, mm-hmm. at least right now. So I, the, I do have a free, um, Facebook group that's called mock-up mastery for TPT sellers. And there is where I put, post some of the tutorials. So I teach people how to use images and I give sample images so you can play with them mm-hmm. because to me, it's really important. This is a whole new world for a lot of people. And I don't want people to be intimidated or teachers to be intimidated saying, I don't know how to do this. I don't want to buy this because I don't know how to do this. So in that Facebook group, once a month, I will pick a theme and show how the image was put together and and then provide some free images in that gallery for that group so that they can play with it Mm -hmm. to get comfortable with it before you would start investing money in anything. Right. It's just kind of nice to have the opportunity to uh, try those things. And then I show some covers and some um, resources that other teacher sellers have created and then kind of break it apart, like how they do that. And it really mm-hmm. kind of breaks the pieces apart to show how they lay, how they layer them. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That sounds like a really great resource. Even if you're, you know, not ready to invest in a full membership, I think it's great to get that resource um, or the free information at the Mockup Mastery Facebook group. So I'll make sure to link both of those in the show notes so okay. that anybody listening can take a look. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. And if people have suggestions on what they want to know, I'm happy to address those. So in that Facebook group, I'm always asking, what do you guys want to learn about? Like, you know. so <laughs> sounds good. It's, it's fun to teach that without the stress of having to actually create a course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. a big, the membership is enough. I'm a pretty much a one man show. And so to do that and have a course, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's and I'm lot. still working. I mean, I'm still in the schools as a speech pathologist. So amazing. Wow. I need to have a life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if we wanted to find you elsewhere, um, where can we find you to connect with you online? Sure. So my website is speakingofimages.com. You can find out about the membership there. You can find out about the other things I do. Um, I am on Instagram. I'm at speaking of images everywhere. So speaking of images on Instagram. And on Fridays, I have what's called Free Photo Friday on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that is where I post uh, every Friday um, two images that you can screenshot to use for, you know, it's a, it's a quick win. So if you just want to be able to think, I need to do some stories, here's a background for it. And then you can put your uh, polls or whatever on top of that. But mm-hmm. that's been going on for a couple of years now. So every Friday I post two there. Um, 
Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was so fun to to do this. And I've worked with you as a, you know, I've hired you to do things for me, for my, for my business. And so I always love when I get to actually talk to you and not just in, or talk to people that are other than not just in DMs and stuff. So it was super fun. Thank you. Yes, I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.